for four years. Four years you came to this podcast. You have came to hear the sweet tones of your hosts, Chad and Shelly Allen, as they bring to you their insights, inflections, reviews, and feelings towards pro wrestling, pop culture, and they delivered it to you with a splash of crass. And now it's time to join your hosts for the Hindi. Greetings, everybody. Welcome uh, once again to the IndieCast. Uh, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen. It's an uh, an Allen episode again. I know. Uh, and, uh, honey, we have a guest today. A uh, very special guest, actually a surprise guest, one that we had not announced yet. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited about this one, and I'm sure everybody else will be, too. Uh, we officially now, honey, we get to hang with Bob, and hopefully we'll get better by the end of this. Right. Uh, we have Bruno Bob Evans on the line with us right now. So, uh, Mr. Evans, thank you for, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. How are you guys doing tonight? We are excellent. Yeah, uh, yeah. so Bob, we, uh, we start every episode of the IndieCast the same way. We like to get some of the, some of the typical kind of normal podcast questions out of the way and something we like to call the lightning round. No, I won't do sound effects today, honey. Uh, thank you. Everyone at home. My, well. uh, my wife is going to rattle off, uh, six uh, quick questions. You can answer them as, as long or as short as you want. And, uh, we will go from there. So, honey, the lightning floor is yours. All right. Hey, Bob. Who trained you, and when did you debut? I debuted in April of 1992 when I was trained by Jeff Bruiserkopf. Neat. All right. Well, what was your first wrestling memory as a child? First wrestling memory as a child was probably when uh, the Strongbows beat Mr. Fuji and Mr. Saito for the WWF Tag Team Championship. Uh, that was probably the most meaningful match that I saw back in the day because I just remember how crazy the crowd went and how much of a uh i never seen fans like that in all games so i wanted to know big fan after that so i love mr fuji mr fuji so every time there's a reference to him i'm like oh yeah she gets all excited for mr fuji references i am um who on the indie scene have you not wrestled that you would like to oh gosh this is plenty of people um i don't know that the couple that come to mind uh probably QT Marshall, David Starr, Leo Rush. Um, I've wrestled uh, Donovan Dijak in Ring of Honor, but there's plenty of people out there. Lots of lots of folks. Lots of folks I've wrestled, and lots of folks I haven't wrestled. There's a lot of good talent out there. Well, good so news. Those will probably be the ones right away. Well, good news. We've got David Starr on next week, so we'll definitely make sure to uh, to pass the word along to uh, to try to get that to get that booked for you. Yeah. Uh, he's our he's our basically our unofficial fifth co-host for this show. So. Uh, so we will gladly try to make that happen. So, honey, what's... David has actually helped, helped me out a lot with uh, with he's actually helped me out a lot with uh, my path and my journey. So I'm uh, deeply appreciative of uh, all his help. So he's he's a good person. So we think so too. Yeah, <laughs> he thinks I ask weird questions. Mm. Yeah, so. well, you do. That's okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, what's your next weird question, honey? Um, so if you had to choose, is it video games or board games? And what's your favorite game? Uh, let's see, probably video games, although I do play more board games now um, because, you know, I have two children and they like to play board games. Um, but video games, yeah, I, you know, usually if I play video games, they're on my phone. So I'm an Angry Birds guy <laughs> and I like playing some of the wrestling games on there. And then I'll play the wrestling games with my son as well. You know, 2K17 and all that stuff. So I would say video games probably. Okay. How old are your kids? Uh, my son is 10 and my daughter's 8. Okay. So a little, we have a 6-year-old and a 2-year-old. So the 
six-year-old's just getting into the video game thing. The two-year-old, um, is it's all Mickey Mouse. So that's we're, we've got, still got time on that one, I guess. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> it's pr- it's princesses every day in our house. Yeah, so. that's the truth. Yeah. So, uh, what is the last movie that made you cry? Oh gosh, the last movie that made me cry. Mm, uh, let's see, uh, probably Creed, um, because I didn't think I was going to get the big Rocky speech, and then he sneaks it in, and in the middle of a fight, and uh, got me there. That was probably the last one. I can't think of any offhand. I haven't really watched that many movies recently, so uh, that would probably be the one. Creed made me cry more than once, which was impressive. It made me cry at least at least more than once. So yeah, because my wife is definitely not the crier. It's actually probably more me, which I don't know if I should admit on air, but so be it. I will anyway. <laughs> All right. So this this next question, Bob, is a big no, deal in our house. And, and it's same way with me too and my wife. Okay. Your, your wife kind of the tougher one of the two. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. One hundred percent. I'm the one who mans the grill. Yeah, know, and so. I'm the one, that, and I'm the one that bakes. Yeah, we we we've traded most things off on that one there. So, so, so hit the hit the last big one for the lightning round, honey. I know, I know you're always interested. Oh, it's always my best and favorite question. So, is it Marvel or DC? I, I said Marvel for movies and DC for TV shows. And which which uh, character is your favorite uh, out of all of them? Uh, Flash by far. Flash. Flash okay. Uh, I like Arrow. Yeah, I like Flash the best. Flash, we're very addicted to. Arrow, we need to kind of catch up on. We kind of fell out of love with it for a while. So if you're saying it's kind of getting back into the back into the swing of things again, we'll have to probably try oh, to give it a shot. This year than it was last year. So, so. good. So, because we, we do like the idea of the show, but the the execution's been a little questionable on that one. So now, interesting. I, I kind of want to talk yes, about. I agree. I want to talk about something that, that you do. I, I think it's been on a fairly yearly basis now because I found it interesting. You said you hadn't fought David Starr yet um, because I know you normally do something every year called Iron Week. Um, uh, tell everybody a little bit about what Iron Week is. And I thought at one time you were going to do David Starr for 104 minutes versus the hour you do everybody else. Well, I, uh, yeah, I don't do it necessarily every year. The last one I did was 2012, but I've been trying to get back to doing it. Um, yeah, 2012, Robbie, my son piped up here in 2012. <laughs> um, but I know that was ages ago, buddy. <laughs> so, a, for a 10-year-old, that does seem that like quite was, a while uh, ago. But yeah, I, so I, I, I did it in 2012. Um, I sold uh, seven people over seven days for 60 minutes uh, each day. And uh, yeah, it was really, really cool, really rewarding experience. Um circumstances just you know i'm busy with work or busy with you know wrestling or busy with both stuff comes up it's tough to clear a week and then independent wrestling is so so thriving so much now it's tough to even try to schedule this stuff but um i've had a lot of people step up because my son's autistic so i'm going to do it for autism research um so i'm going to do the whole thing for you know to benefit uh, autism, so I just have to find a way to clear everybody's schedule and make it work. But yeah, the the last one I want to do is with David Starr, and he did 104 minutes, and I want to do 105 minutes with him just to beat. We can both beat his record together. So and that and that and I would love I would love to see that because I know I got to see David's uh, David's match um, from Rock because I think that was at Rockstar Pro if I remember correctly, and that's that's yes. an amazing feat to to pull off and. 
Uh, it was, it was, and the good thing about it is it not only could they pull it off, but he, you kept it, he, they kept it interesting for the entire time, which is another thing that seems like with the way attention spans are nowadays would be difficult, but they did a great job of it. So, well, I wanted to, uh, my, my whole thing was that I wanted to make it so it would be interesting for people. And I think when you add the Iron Man thing to it, um, it makes it a little bit more of a competition, you know, most falls and all that. So I think people a little bit more interested in it that way than just having it be, you know, Hey, let's wrestle for an hour and see what happens. You know? right. So it's the Iron Man, the Iron Man concept's fun. You know, I've always liked it. So. So very cool. And so, I mean, were, were you planning on doing it like, I guess one at each at a different, at a different independent event? Was that kind of how you were looking to try to line it up? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's probably going to be tough to do that with not that many like Monday and Tuesday shows, but right. I, mean, I could probably do it just about every other day of the week. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to try to make it work. I'm going to, you know, with, uh, I don't want to have to fly all over the country if I can help it. I want right. to kind of make it a, a reasonable loop if I can. I don't mind driving, of course, um, but I just want to, you know, try to put the more, more money into the charity and the, the more, the less I can eat up on expenses, the better. And, you know, I want to compensate the guys for their time, the guys that I'll be wrestling. So, you know, kind of, kind of make it work for everybody. That's the idea, you know, make everybody happy and, and, you know, pull something off, pull something cool off and, you know, get raised. You know, I mean, autism is, it isn't going away. It's, you know, it's, uh, I've noticed just in the 10 years that, you know, in the seven and a half years since my son's been diagnosed, it's changed a bunch of times and it's, it's actually kind of evolved and become something different than it was in the beginning where it's getting more, more and more classified and, you know, they're, they're getting new research done and they're really trying to pinpoint it and, know develop new strategies most of the stuff really goes in, involving strategies and psychological stuff rather than you know the medical reasons for it and stuff because we don't medicate my son we just kind of you know do work on strategies and that kind of stuff so we're very fortunate to have a good good program in place but it's not easy but so if i can get people more aware about it then that can only help right no exactly and we've got it my wife and i have a uh a nephew that that is autistic as well, and watching my brother and um, the the boy's mother kind of deal try to deal with it. They're doing the same thing you are. They're not using any medication or anything like that. But um, how they're how they're handling it, how they're raising him, has been uh, you know definitely something we we've always been very we've been very proud of how they've handled it. And it's definitely a big thing to us as well. So I'm uh, oh, glad to cool. hear that's what it's going for. So. So um, you had you had mentioned kind of you know the do the drives, which is kind of one of your uh, one of your, your favorite hashtags now. Which, but it's it's definitely an, an important thing. So um, in, in your wrestling career, did you kind of picture you becoming kind of this almost? I, I'd hate to say, I guess the term guru is the only thing I can think of for like independent wrestling right now. People are flocking to what you put up on Facebook and flocking to your you know your hangs with Bob seminars. Uh, is this ever kind of where you saw this going? And and you know how how did you get to this point? Well, I know uh, maybe about seven or eight years into it, I kind of discovered a lot of the self improvement icons um, of the of the generation before me, like Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, and Dennis Waitley, and all, all these guys. And and I kind of figured I. I, I kind of had a small seed in my brain probably in like 1999 2000 2001 of 
how I could turn this into something motivational for wrestling. But it really wasn't, the, you know, the internet wasn't what it is now. So it really was no social media platform to really boost that and launch it. And plus, like, I think if there's no practical application to it, all it is is just somebody yelling at you to do stuff. And at the same time, as I was kind of learning my way through being a trainer, in 2009, I was fortunate enough to start working for Ray Warner. And when that happened, it completely blew away, you know, my concept of what wrestling was because I was learning a whole new way of how to do wrestling and TV wrestling and, you know, fighting spirit wrestling and wrestling based on a Japanese style and just a different, you know, I, I, I gained a lot more respect for that type of wrestling. And as that moved along, um, it opened my mind to different training aspects and, um, you know, different theories of wrestling and what wrestling is. And it really helped round me out. And, uh, so I started doing more seminars and got out there a little bit. And then I started hearing about, uh, some of the guys doing seminars, yelling at guys not to do stuff and don't do this. Don't do that. My way is the right way. And, you know, you're a mark if you do this, or you're a fool if you do this, and I, I don't know, I think we need, it, it kind of, it's funny for me, because I'm kind of a bridge between the old school, and I started watching wrestling in the 80s, and, you know, I loved wrestling in the 80s, but it's 2017, I can tear the calendar up as many paces as I want, and it'll still be 2017, so we have to deal with reality on reality's terms, and we have to deal with 2017 as it is now. And it's a very exciting time for wrestling because people are making money. And independent wrestling is making money. Independent wrestlers are making money. I'm proof positive. So uh, you just have to find a way to serve your market and serve it. And so I just became the anti-seminar guy where even though I'm doing seminars, I'm not yelling at anyone. I'm not scolding anyone. I'm not saying my way is the absolute right way. But I'm trying to help them figure out what their right way is. And even if I don't necessarily agree with it, I'm going to try to help give them concepts and give them guidance on how they can build their brand. Everything these days is brand awareness. We've all heard about it. So if you build your brand up and you put that into the world, if you market it the right way and you have something to back it up, you have to be a substance. But if you can back it up, you'll be successful. So I just bring these sales concepts and these motivational concepts into wrestling. And, yeah, I guess I've become somewhat of a guru or whatnot. But I really kind of been trying to empower people to do it themselves. And, and uh, one thing that you just came up with recently to help him kind of empower people to do it themselves is your uh, the WRIDE program that you just set up. Actually, like, I think within the last day or so, this kind of came up as an idea and it blew up from what I could see because you were looking for promoters to, to kind of talk to on this one. Tell a little bit about what kind of the idea that you had with, with this program and, and what you're, uh, what you're hoping to have, uh, hoping to accomplish with it. Well, yeah, it's, uh, the ride program and it's, um, I, the biggest thing I've had from wrestlers are, because I tell them to go out and do the, uh, what you said before, hashtag do the drives, go out and do the drives, go out, don't worry about money right now. The money will come. But go out and travel. Go out and do your do your thing. Go out and, you know, really get a lot of experience under your belt and travel and get out there and don't worry about the money right now. Um, it's one of my biggest things. Um, you know, follow your passion and, and the money will follow and all that good stuff. So just practice doing things the right way. So 
one of the things the wrestlers were most frustrated about is, Bob, I want to do this. I'm offering my services to these promoters for little or no money, but they're either not getting back to me or they're telling me, hey, kid, go home. You're crazy. This is a... Uh, silly I can't pay you anything why would you want to do this so this concept is putting together wrestlers who want to travel with promoters who are willing to open their doors and allow wrestlers uh, from different areas of the country who are audacious enough to drive and you know hey I'm gonna drive 700 miles to come see you because I've never been to North Carolina before or I'm gonna drive 1100 miles to come see you because I've never been to Alabama before and I'll open my doors to you and I'll give you a match. I probably can't pay you because you're an extra person on my budget, but I'll give you a match. I won't throw you in some cheesy battle royal or some 87-man gauntlet. I'm going to give you a match, you know, at least a tag match, and you're going to be able to get some experience. And this way we have promoters who are saying, yes, we're available. Our doors are open. Just make sure you check with us at a time. And we have wrestlers who are saying, I'm willing to travel and – now they have places to go if they want to do it. And the, the list will build. And is it going to be perfect? No. And I'm certainly not a governing body of it. I'm just a person who's putting this together because I, that, that's the biggest complaint I've seen since I've been mentoring all these people. I'm mentoring over a 1,000 people now. And it's, you know, that's the biggest thing I've seen from the, the young people, the wrestlers, is that these promoters aren't making themselves available or they think I'm nuts. And I was like, well, if they think you're nuts, that's fine. But let's let's let them know it's okay to be nuts, and let's put you on paper, uh, promoter, and find out if you can take these people in and give them a match. So it's just uh, an organized way of doing what I've been doing for the past year and a half, two years now. So excellent. And and the funny part is, we um, not that long ago saw exactly that in practice. Um, uh, some of the guys that you do mentor actually, um, Nick Iggy. And carry off all the carnies. Uh, did a trip down here to Florida. Uh, we we do too. They're, we're big fans of theirs, and they're good friends of ours. Um, but they had. Uh, I don't know if you have you uh, gotten to see Dominic Garini at all. I haven't. Uh, I, I highly recommend you look him up. Uh, Dominic is amazing. He's uh, he wrestles mostly out of uh, AIW up in like the Ohio area. Um, but okay. yeah. Dominic sure. made Dominic made the trip from Ohio. To meet the Carnies in like Tennessee, where they're where they're at, to drive yep. down to Atlanta to pick up uh, somebody else, to then drive to Florida to do the show. Dominic wasn't booked. Ultimately, got a match and made a great impression. Has been getting booked down here in Florida semi regularly now because of it. But that's exactly what you're talking about. There, that was you know living proof of, of what happened. He made the drive down here at least just to show his face, and they got him on there. And now he's getting he's getting booked here more often. So. But well, that's fantastic. Good for good for Dominic, and that's the that's basically what I've been telling people. It's my my, my career has skyrocketed because, well, you know, we'd love to have you, Bob, and we'll pay you pretty decent, but you got to get here, and we can't fly you. Okay, how far is it? Seven hundred miles. Okay, I'll be there. What do you mean you'll be there? I said you. I'll drive seven hundred miles to come see you. And then you go, and they're impressed by you, and they go, okay, well, maybe we can fly you next time. Or we might need you to ride again, but we know we can count on you to be there, so we'll book you again. And it's worth it. And you just bring a couple people with you to help offset expenses, and you get them work too. And the idea is that you go on and on and on, and you, you do all these states, and maybe even get into Canada or Mexico or whatnot, and now you look worldwide. 
it was it was made a big impression on me when Delirious said Ring of Honor always looks at people with international reputations. Well, you can't build an international reputation if you don't go international. And WWE is looking. I've had three different people from NXT uh, say it to me that we're looking for people with social media followers. We're looking for people with international reputations. You know, we're looking for responsible adults that won't embarrass us. And all these things kind of play into what my plan is. My plan is to get people out there driving, flying, whatever, taking a train, taking a bus, I don't care, taking a boat, but <laughs> traveling and seeing the world and becoming more worldly. You know, you, you see the people that are dominating WWE, Ring of Honor, and I imagine probably Impact coming up and a few others are the ones that have the international reputations. I mean, that's why, you know, AJ, Nakamura, you know, these, these people are really doing very well in, in WWE and, and uh, you know, Will Ospreay and Marty Scurll and, you know, all the guys that have gone to New Japan and come back are really killing it in Ring of Honor. I mean, even look at uh, your fifth co-host, Mr. Starr. I mean, he's been all over Europe and, I mean, he's practically the mayor of Germany now. Yeah. And, you know, he's... He'll go. He'll go for months at a time. I mean, that's tr- that's a tremendous experience, especially for such a young man. And now he comes back and he has all this experience behind him. I mean, how can you deny a guy like that? And that's you know that's that's the purpose. So, and you know, I mean, Leo Rush is following in those footsteps, and a few other guys and, and girls are too. Diana Perazzo just came back from Japan. She's probably the best independent woman wrestler on the planet right now and you know there's a reason why because she goes and does these things so i just i kind of just follow the example of the young people that are kind of doing successful things and you know that's kind of how they used to build stars back in the day they'd send them all over the country you know And, and now we're just we have to build our own territories now instead of Kind of, you know, we kind of have to do it ourselves, but it's a lot easier with social media because you can just look up places and go, go different, you know, go to different states and go to different areas, and that's the idea. We have, uh, we're going up to Montreal. I have a Hangs with Bob seminar in Montreal, first time in Montreal, uh, Sunday, and then we have a show Saturday for IWS, and there's a uh, young gentleman from North Carolina traveling up to meet. My tag team partner, Tim Hughes in New Jersey, Tim's going to meet me in mass, and then we're all going to go up together um, with Wild Man Congo in Rhode Island, and there's going to be four of us, four guys in four different states driving up to Montreal together. You know, and one guy's driving 18 hours combined to get here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's commitment. That's somebody who wants to do something, and I don't see, I don't see a lot of people doing that and the people that do are doing it are the ones that are standing on our in our industry well definitely very nice yeah and we and like I said the people that are definitely willing to go out and do those drives are the ones that were definitely are the ones that you're definitely seeing a lot more of nowadays and like we said like we mentioned the carnies or david or people like that or guys that you're now starting to see all over and making appearance in, in places like ring of honor and tna i mean david just debuted this week for uh, you know yeah. a major attack on a ring of honor television so so can't I know, and I was on commentary, so I was yeah. as surprised as anyone. So, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, since was- we were, since we were just talking about some of the some of the guys that you're bringing up and all the places you've been, what are some of the new? What are some of the young talent that you've seen that have really caught your eye uh, for the future? Who who's really impressed you? You know, guys like Dave, David and the like we understand, but who who's like kind of. Uh, 
that next level beneath that that's getting ready to bur- they're ready, really ready to burst out. Well, I'm going to give you a couple names right now of a couple gentlemen out of Canada that I would put on if I was if I was in charge of Ring of Honor. Um, I would put on TV tomorrow. Uh, there's a there's a cruiserweight named Matt Angel. He kind of looks like Justin Bieber. He's about 22 years old. Can do every flying move in the book. Um, has a great attitude. Good looking kid. Um, and then Marcus Burke. And Marcus Burke is uh, out of Nova Scotia area. Um, I wrestled him. The guy's the real deal. Matt Hardy's a big fan of his. Christopher Daniels is a big fan of his. I recruited him to go to the last Ring of Honor seminar. Um, he was called, Delirious called him a main event guy. It's just a question of trying to get him over here and trying to get him to, you know, with work visas and stuff, it's not as easy as you think. There's actually a big cost involved. So we're trying to work all that out. Um, but those are the two, those are the two that I see really making a big impression. I loved wrestling Martin Stone. Um, AKA Danny Birch. I think, uh, I hope NXT gives him a bigger shot this time. I think he has uh, a world of potential and he's still relatively young. Um, I'm a big fan of his. Anthony Henry, out of, uh, he basically wrestles in the North Carolina area, West Virginia, uh, PWX. Um, he's a mainstay there. I saw him and Ethan Case uh, take Red Dragon to the limit on Sunday's PWX show. Very, very impressed with them. Um, so, I mean, these are – that's that's probably four people right now. I mean, and like I said, David Starr, Leo Rush. Um, I really like Darby Allen from Evolve, uh, the gentleman who tends to crash and burn a lot of the time. Okay. He jumps off high things and smashes into himself or someone else. Um, but he was trained by a very dear friend of mine, Buddy Wayne, out of Seattle. And uh, so I've, I've known him before he became Darby Allen. So um, very nice young man, um, very goal-oriented. And, uh, you know, that, that Seattle scene is, a, is an interesting scene, too. A lot of people coming out of there, too. So it's, there's a lot of hotbeds around. Um, another interesting tag team out of Quebec I really like is the Sullivan Brothers. Kick it, they're also called Kicking and Stomping. Um, they're not particularly young, probably in their early 30s, but they've, but they're very, very good too. Tim and I got a chance to wrestle them up there, and very talented guys. Um, and and uh, uh, I put him on TV tomorrow too. Big muscular guy, can do every move in the book. It's Montreal side and Quebec City side, um, and. Geez, I mean, I saw some real good talent in Georgia, Alabama, um, you know, Vancouver, Seattle. That's always a great area. Vegas, um, Kevin Cross, who I think has done some work in Lucha Underground. He's a he's a star in the making. Um, Hammerstone, uh, another big guy, looks like Thor. Uh, another Vegas guy, um, Sway Thompson, another Vegas guy. So, I mean, this is a scene in Vegas, too, that Future Stars are wrestling and really doing some positive things. So, I mean, there's tons of talent everywhere. It's really, um, you know, it's really just a question of, you know, tracking it down and using it and making it, you know, that's why I think so many of these companies are, going to the streaming service and kind of coming up, 
you know, we defy TV and build an interest. And they can always move people on if they have to, because obviously people are going to go to bigger and better things, but that's how you develop talent and get them TV experience too. Uh, and actually, I'm glad you kind of mentioned bigger and better things from here. So um, that kind of segues me nicely. One of your, I think probably your prized pupil, the one that that is most connected to you is obviously Mike Bennett, um, who's absolutely amazing. Is it? Um, I, I don't know where he's going to end up. Do you think at some point he ends up in WWE? Um, I mean, he, may, he may be already on the way for all we know. That's the rumor, but obviously you you may or may not be able to say on that. But Well, I uh, and you asked me earlier in this interview if, uh, if there was anything I didn't want to talk about, <laughs> and I, uh, I will talk about this, but I'm going to be very careful with what of I say. Of course. Uh, I would I would not be surprised if Mike Bennett uh, and or Maria Kanellis uh, end up in WWE, but I wouldn't be surprised if they end up in Ring of Honor or back in Impact Wrestling, too. I guess there was an impasse um, with them in Impact Wrestling, um, but I don't really know. I know they're free agents right now. I haven't seen them on the scene, and if you don't see them on the scene for a little while, that usually tells you something. Right. So I'm going to let you guys come to your own conclusions on that. Very but, nice. If, if in the incredibly uh, hypothetical scenario that Mike Bennett appears on WWE television, he'd be my first main roster guy, so I'd be as thrilled as, as anyone to see that. So, and uh, you know that would that would be a very rewarding thing for this old guy to watch because I've known Mike for 17 years now, and it's been a long road. I've laughed with him, I've cried with him, I've ridden the roads with him. I've seen the I've seen the successes and the failures and all the hard work he's put in and I know he's he's a wonderful human being and so is she and and it, it, I wish nothing but the best for him and he still talks to me once in a while too which is nice. So <laughs> I figure when he becomes rich and famous maybe he'll start talking to me more. So there you go. But, yeah, but uh, but yeah, he's he's a star in the making. I saw it forever. You know, we all saw it for years. Yeah. And uh, just had to get him in front of the right people and the right situations. And, you know, it's when you think it's going to happen and it doesn't happen, you know, for, you know, it's Robert Schuler said a long time ago, God's delays are not God's denials. So I think he just had to kind of wait it out. And, you know, hopefully if WWE's uh, where he ends up, that'd be a great thing. So. Very nice. Yeah, we're looking. We're looking forward to wherever he ends up because he is definitely a talent that that's going to get noticed for for many years to come. I'm sure. So I'm a big yes. fan. So yeah, Shelly, really yeah, I wish you could see my wife celebrating over here just at the idea of him ending up um, anywhere where she can see him on television. So that's a uh, that's definitely a good thing on on her end. Well, so. and, and and your lovely wife will be happy to know that he is truly one of the nicest gentlemen I, I, I've ever been uh, honored to know. And uh, he's been that way since he's been 16 and a half. So it's uh, so if you're a fan of him as a wrestler, you can be pleased with yourself to be just as big a fan of him as a person. So. Oh, that's awesome. So, Bob, uh, last yes. last couple questions for you. Obviously, you're on the. You've been nice enough to be on the podcast with us with us this evening. Um, what can the What can the wrestling podcast go out there to do to to get better? Obviously, we you hang with Bob, you get better. What can we do What can right. we do to get better? What can you guys do to get better? Any podcast, uh, but I mean, if you want to put it on us, go ahead. That's okay. We like that. So. <laughs> well, let's see. I, I mean, uh, you specifically? Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think you've been asking great questions. Um, I wish technology is caught up to these dang uh, Facebook phones and all that. But True. Um, 
But yeah, no, I think you've been asking the right questions. I think I love people that ask different questions too. I haven't had the question of, you know, the different talent out there and stuff. I'm so excited about all the different areas that are popping up and all the talent that's been out there. It's, it's, it's truly been a blessing to see all the, all the young people really develop right in front of my very eyes. It's, it's an exciting time for wrestling. It's almost like the wild West where we're recreating or we're creating the future, like right in front of us. Uh, and it's, and it's changing. Like every, seems like it's changing every six months, you know, where WWE is doing deals with impact wrestling to get the, you know, to get the broken Matt Hardy thing fixed. Like, when did you ever think that would happen? You know, that kind of stuff. Like, you know, and, and you know, Matt Hardy and, and Jeff Hardy appearing at Ring of Honor and then appearing at WrestleMania the next day. And, you know, all these crazy things are happening. And, you know, it's... But what you guys should do, I, I don't know, just keep doing what you're doing. Just just serve the business well. I mean, my my whole thing comes down to being having a servant heart and... You know, the serve first. I mean, serve first, and, and you guys will be fine if you just keep putting good positive content out there. And obviously, not if there's a negative issue of wrestling, you're gonna have to deal with it. But right. I mean, most of all, most of all, just put out good positive content and support independent wrestling because I mean, we're seeing it that independent wrestling doesn't have to mean shoddy or bad or not drawing very well or a bad ring or you know, bad wrestlers. It can it can be a really cool thing. So just uh, stick with that and keep supporting it. That would be the biggest thing. Very nice. Well, it's interesting you say you, you enjoy our, you, you enjoy the different questions. Uh, Bob, please welcome to this part of the show where we ask our three favorite ending questions here. Shelly, I will let you take the first one. All right. All so right. this one's really important. As you, Bob, are doing the drives yes. and, and it's late at night, mm-hmm. you're hungry. It's time to get some road munchies uh-huh. and you see a beautiful sign up ahead. Is that sign saying sheets or is it saying Wawa? Thank you for not leaving the witness. Oh, I tried yeah, my best. That was, that, that was uh, that, it seems like we're going in one direction or the other. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I like sheets for the selection. But usually we end up, uh, we do Wawa. I would say, and I'm going to answer this terribly, and you're going to be very disappointed with me, but we really hit it about half the time apiece. <laughs> I like both of them. I'm a fan. Actually, I'm a bigger fan. I'll tell you what I'm a bigger fan of, and this is not an answer you'll get from everybody. I'm a big fan of Wawa because Wawa's used to be dumps, and I guess this corporation, corporation took them over and really, like, really kind of built them up. And I guess the business success, success story is worth it all into itself. But um, yeah, as far as as far as selection sheets is always a little better because you know it's hard to get it's hard to find a cheeseburger with mozzarella sticks inside of it. <laughs> Wawa, but you know, but yeah, I've uh, I enjoy both of those quite quite a bit. All right, Bob, I, I will respect you even though that was the wrong answer. Um, <laughs> so we yeah. just, we are a house divided on this question, which is why it comes up. So. Um, Makes sense. Makes uh, sense. Question. Uh, okay, so here are the infamous final two. Question number one. Uh, in the in the business, and I'm sorry, this one starts demented. I, dark. I apologize. Um, in, in this business of professional wrestling that we have, sadly, we do tend to lose a lot of talent early. Um, if sure. if there was uh, any wrestler that is no longer with us that you could work with, um, d- just talk to. Uh, do do one of your seminars with. Who would that wrestler be, and why? Uh, I would talk to uh, Mr. Steve Bradley because he was one of my dearest friends in wrestling. 
and unfortunately we lost him due to uh, heroin and pill addiction in 2009 and he's one of the most young, brilliant young minds in wrestling and I think we would be much better served in wrestling if he was around now and uh, you know just to have another conversation joke around with him he was one of the guys I drove with a lot and you know I helped break him in and you know he was he was really kind of lost in the WWE developmental system so Steve would definitely be a guy that I would bring back and talk to very nice. Uh, question number question number two. And if Mr. Sacramento, if you're listening, I hope I don't mess this one up too much. Uh, we here at the IndyCast believe that all animals in nature uh, have certain certain uh, tools to help them survive. Uh, for instance, giraffes have the long neck, rhinos have the big horns, etc., etc. Uh, we here at the IndyCast believe uh, that the human's ability is the ability to use tools. So, with that being said, Brutal Bob Evans... If you could fight any animal, what would it be, and what weapon would you use? Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see if I could fight any animal. Any animal. Uh, let's see. I would probably I would probably fight a uh, koala bear, and I'd use uh, a fluffy, like a, a fluffy, like padded uh, sock, or like a fat padded bar. <laughs> And then I just I I work the whole match and I do the job for him and then I take him home with me. <laughs> I think that's the first time anybody's been willing to do the job for the animal. Interestingly enough, so we we appreciate you oh, willing my, to put my, the animal over. <laughs> so uh, my record over my record in my career is probably about three hundred and uh, one thousand four hundred and seventy six. So it's okay. It's fine. I don't mind. It's, you know you don't mind putting the koala over. Beautiful. So. Not oh. at all. Roll me up, kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Evans, this is the time in the in the show that uh, we now officially, by the way, have Brian Cage's permission to call. Get your shit in. So uh, please oh, let, let everybody right. know where you can uh, find your uh, social media, where they can buy your merchandise, things like that. Right now, sir, the floor is yours. Sure. Just uh, at Brutal Bob Evans at Twitter, and then Facebook is Facebook.com Brutal Bob Evans. And if you can go over and take a look at that, and you can take a look at my Hanks with Bob page, um, and, t- and like that and take a look at that. And you can also take a look at the new ride page, W-R-I-D-E. Um, you can look at that, and hopefully we can connect some of these promoters and wrestlers and get everybody together. So, and merchandise is mostly sold live at events. Um, I do have a new pop design shirt designed by my... my Dear friend and artist Richard Fonseca, um, who's been doing it for a lot of guys lately, and uh, those shirts are being pre-ordered. You can get those and get that on my Facebook page as well. So very nice. That's about it for the for the plugs. Yeah, very nice. Well, Mr. Evans, once again, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for being on the IndyCast, and as always, to our dozens of dozens, we thank you as always for listening. Uh, until next time, everybody. I am as always Chad Allen and Shelley Allen, and we as we always say, deuces. deuces.